What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Grab your vices, chill out, and let's get straight to it. This is episode 49 of Straightforward with Miss B Podcast. What's up, everybody? I know y'all probably wondering where the heck has she been? Um, well, you know, you know me. When things get uh, a little bit uh, you know. When a lot is going on in my world, I tend to procrastinate on other things. I'm just being honest. I won't get on here and make up some crazy lie. Um, But, yeah, I just procrastinated on it. I've just been doing some things. Um, If you've been listening in, you know back on Christmas I had an issue with the pipes bursting. So I've been in the process of kind of renovating my guest room. Um, so having to work with contractors, put in new floors, I just actually got to the point where the floors have been completed finally, um, restorations completed. Um, I started painting actually, um, last weekend. So I've been, I've been doing that, you know what I'm saying? And still just trying to, you know, do my other work, you know what I'm saying? So I can pay my bills and, um. That's what the old girl has been up to, but I have been missing you all. I tell you the truth, it's been a lot. I mean, a hell of a lot of things that have been happening in the news. This whole conversation about snitching, which is what we're going to dive into today. Um, Along with that, so many different changes. I saw something today um, where a Tennessee lawmaker wants to bring back lynching, which is absolutely crazy um, as a form of punishment for, I guess, death row inmates. It's like, man, it's 2023. You would think that some of these old, um, ancient as um, ideologies and, and ways of thinking and the negativity when surrounding racism, I mean, God, Please, February 28th was, what, two days ago, the end of um, Black History Month. And then, you know, to come out with this type of news, it's like, okay, every time we make 10 steps forward, it's like we get pushed 100 steps back. So it's like, oh, my God, can we please get over it? But outside of that, you had Natalie Nunn, Natalie Nunn and Tommy, um, Tommy, you know, reality show uh, females, if you enter that, um, they had some type of fight going on in London. That was a bunch of hot-ass mess. It's just been so much. But today, today, the conversation is going to be about snitching. And this episode, I will be titling it as an acronym. Sorry niggas what's the acronym sorry nigga i'm trying to come home and shout out to Pusha t for all you hip-hop heads who actually had a song um and used that snitch um acronym as the title for one of his songs back in the day and it was actually perfect unfortunately you know copyright reasons i can't play it here on the podcast but, yeah, so that's how we feeling today. Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. And it seems as though, I'll say within the past year or two, 
it's really been kind of like this influx of conversations um, from gangsters, wannabe gangsters, people in the street, you know, thugs, whatever you want to call them. Um, if you follow hip-hop like I do, I'm a true hip-hop head. The conversation continues to kind of come up, like I said, but in the past year or two, it's really, really, really been kind of heavy um, when you look at it on blogs, you know, like DJ Academics, Vlad, Joe Button, um, you know, all of those conversations have been heavy um, the last few years, and it's just kind of like, it's not surprising that it is, it's, but I guess it is kind of an eye-opener. Um, it's an eye-opener when you think of, as far as like hip-hop artists who, you know, claim to be these gangsters and they include street life antics in their music. However, when it comes to living a street life, there is what some may say a, cer a certain street code um, that you should kind of, you know, kind of live by. But we're seeing that these same individuals, you know, when they get brought up on charges, you know, and having to do some time and they get in that courtroom, we're seeing a lot of artists, a lot of artists start, you know, Snitching, being telltale, te what, how they call it, a telltale. That's what we used to say when we was young. They're starting to snitch. So I wanted to, to try to have this discussion today and, um, you know, just kind of share my thoughts around it and everything. So, like I said, it kind of started bubbling up with um, the artist 6 9 Six nine had a situation. He was not a street kid. However, he associated his manager was associated, I believe, with a gang out of New York. I want to say Bloods. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Look, I'm not young anymore. I'm, I'm kind of old, so you know, bear with me a little bit. Um, but six nine was associated with them. So when he came out as this big artist, you know and became this whole um, trolling legend um, on the internet. Um, when it was time, when some things have happened, some criminal activity had happened, he actually went on the stand, gave, you know, gave a statement to authorities and basically ratted out a bunch of people. He was naming people who, who didn't even have nothing to do with his situation. But he ratted out a bunch of people. He really did not care because he felt as though those people kind of betrayed him, you know. And he didn't care. So he didn't have to spend really any time in, in, in prison. Um, he got out. He's still free. He's still roaming around. He, you know, he pops up on the Internet in this city, in that city. Um, of course, he probably have heavy security with him. Um, I'm sure there are many individuals because he broke the street code. Um, I'm sure there's many individuals that, you know, want to see him dead and gone. But 
hey, the good Lord is blessing the kid and he's still free. He's he's free. Like I said, he he's enjoying um, you know, freedom and living living his best life. So with the whole six nine situation, we started to see other artists um kind of take a stand. Either they took a stand, was calling him a rat, leaving the rat emojis and everything in, in comments on, online. Um, and, or just stop messing with him. I don't want to use the curse word, but just start fooling with him. Stop fooling with him when it comes to collaborating on music. Um, and six, nine always seems to, you know, just kind of bring that up because he feel out, feel like it's a double standard. Now that we're seeing additional, um, situations such as this with, um, like with the, um, YSL Rico, um, Rico trial, um, underway, we're seeing a lot of the YSL associates, um, you know, signing Alfred please. And, 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 um, basically just kind of confessing that, Hey, YSL was not only a record label, but also a gang. And if you are considered a gang, um, that's how they was able to, you know, hit, um, young thug, Mr. Jeffrey Williams, um, with who is actually the head CEO, head honcho of YSL Records, um, hit him with the RICO charges, him and his entire um, group. So 6ix9ine just kind of, you know, have been feeling as though there's a bunch of double standards happening, right? So... From YSL co-defendants taking pleas um, to hip-hop blogs exposing, you know, individuals' um, paperwork, court paperwork, um, there has been, like I said, a, a very big influx of discussion about the word snitching or the act of snitching. Um, and the most recent thing that was kind of, you know, real big on social media um, was basically this story that was recorded maybe three or four years ago on uh, rapper, businessman, family man, entrepreneur, um, Clifford Harris, AKA TI, AKA tip um, on his expeditiously podcast. So years ago he was on the podcast. He was just having discussions and then he he thought, well, I don't know if he really thought about the aftermath or, or repercussions of the statements that he made, but he talked about, he, he stated a story basically with him and a cousin, um, him and a cousin. And after that story, basically T.I. just stated within, within that story that, hey, you know, we was we had got these charges. I got a, a gun charge and I think a theft charge. And before it actually went to trial or whatever, the cousin who was participated in this activity, he passed away. So what that means is if T.I. was the long-standing person, he would have had to take the charge, but he jokingly stated that, you know, hey, I spoke to my cousin, you know, he died and I spoke to my cousin and he said, hey, 
hey, man, do what you got to do, meaning go ahead and take the charge, you know? And so it was supposed to be a joke. Now, rapper Boosie went to Vlad, and he has some th- Now, rapper Boosie and T.I. kind of, they probably have always known each other, but I believe they had grown like a closer friendship within this last year. Um, I believe due to a situation that was happening with comedian Charleston White. Um, so they kind of grew a friendship. So Boosie didn't really, you know, he didn't really like the fact that this story that T.I. told kind of resurfaced after all of these years. Um, considering the fact that the two of them had recorded an album, recorded like eight to nine songs together and was planning to drop um, an album together, right? But before we go deeper into that, um, in relation to the Ghana trial, Ghana, I mean, to the YSL um, Rico case, Ghana, rapper Ghana, who is also from Atlanta, Georgia, um, he was called out, called out by the public and by his fans and hip hop um, fans um, after a video surfaced of him in court agreeing to terms um, that were set um, within his Alfred's plea, um, which made, of course, like I said, fans suspicious of Ghana's loyalty to Thug and the YSL organization. Um, Ghana's lawyer immediately, because immediately when that video surfaced of him saying, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, this is a gang, blah, 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 um, people were up and up. They was, man, it was an uproar going on online. And um, Ghana's lawyer had to come out and kind of make a statement because essentially Ghana was set free, basically. He he spent a couple of months in jail. Um, you know, they filed this efforts plea and he was able to get out. So he got out. He haven't really made a public a true public statement yet. Um, but his lawyer released a statement to refute the snitch claims because at that point everybody was calling Ghana a snitch and again just like the 6ix9ine situation, you start to see other artists kind of back away or not be in support of Ghana and, you know, don't really step up to the plate and, and stand up, you know, help stand up for them. You know what I mean? Um, I guess they're all trying to see how this whole situation with Young Thug is going to play out. Um, but, yeah, so the lawyer came out to refute the claims um, and expressed that his client basically will not have to testify for or against Young Thug during the RICO trial. Um, however, the courtroom video was released. Um, it possibly has now damaged Gunna's reputation and foreseeable rap career. We don't really know. He has not dropped any music since being released, but, you know, I'm a fan of Ghana. If he does release music, I'll still listen to his music, still, you know, patronize his music. But how will the you know, general public or general, uh, you know, his hip-hop fans and other artists, will they be there to support him? Um, But one thing that came to mind for me was that, okay, everybody's coming so hard, coming down so hard on Gunna, 
But Gunna is somewhat like six nine. Gunna, I don't think, I don't think Gunna was like part of this whole street life. He seems as though he had a fairly decent upbringing. Um, he, I know he went to a decent high school here in Atlanta. Um, you really didn't associate him with being street. He wasn't considered like a street dude. However, he did you know, signed to YSL, which, you know, Young Thug is undoubtedly what you would call a street dude. Um, But I wouldn't consider Gunna being street or gangster or a thug. So if that's the case, then why are we, you know, why are people just being so hard on him? It's like, please, you know, he was kind of, put in an unfortunate situation. He wasn't doing the crime. However, you know, maybe the people around him was. So I don't know. I would would like to know the people that's listening in, how you feel about that. So definitely, you know, always leave comments. Um, But, you know, the question is for you guys is why is the public holding him to the same standards as other street cats? I, I don't really understand. I don't understand that. Um, but anyway, um, so with these snitch allegations, of course, it's not that hard to start pulling paperwork behind it, right? And people call it basically a paperwork party. Um, we started to see blogs, um, you know, blogs, vloggers, people who, you know, news outlets, hip hop media, start digging into the crates or digging into the case files basically and pulling paperwork so they can actually see in writing who snitched on who, who cooperated. You know what I mean? Um, So with that, there has been, you know, other um, rap artists such as like Boston Richie, I believe the 1090 Jake dude on YouTube um, who is kind of uh, known at this point of um, just kind of pulling paperwork just to see if these people really are what they say they are. Um, Boston Richie's paperwork was pulled out, and it was some whole, dis- you know, a lot of discrepancies and craziness surrounding that. Um, but, however, you know, with this T.I. and Boosie, like I stated, you know, on his podcast, he just made this off-the-wall, unnecessary just story. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of us thought initially that the story was made up, but we found out that when somebody pulled paperwork, found out his real cousin's name, and they pulled the paperwork, we found out that it was an actual story. This is something that actually happened in Atlanta back in, I would say, the early 2000s. Right. His cousin was named Toot. Um, and like I said, they was hidden licks here and there, something about some clothes. Um, and basically I guess they got pulled over. Um, there may have been a gun on TI as he stated or whatever. He got a gun charged, and they have theft charges. The cousin too died um, in the process, and basically, you know, Ti told Ti stated that his cousin told him, <laughs> told him, I guess, in a dream, 
to go ahead and just place the, all the blame on him so that he would not have to do any time in jail. Boosie now in 2023 called wind of that video. And of course he had, he had some shit to say. Now let's listen to see what Boosie had to say. A podcast that came out with your man T.I. Yeah. And he talked about a somewhat similar situation. He said that him and his cousin ended up catching a gun case. His cousin died. And he cooperated against his dead cousin and made that gun case go away. So all through the comments when that came out was, hey, Boosie said what he said about Terrence. How does he feel about the situation with T.I.? Well, I feel like the situation with Terrence, I don't even know if that's that's true. Because I got people won't come into Vlad TV and talk to you about Terrence. Okay. But so I don't know if that's true. With the T.I. situation, if he did that, you're a fucking rat too. I don't spare no motherfucking body. Because if you if you if you doing anything wrong, you doing anything criminal wise, and you cooperate with law enforcement to get you out of trouble, that means you're cooperating. That means you're a rat. The last interview, there's a. a but I'm gonna tell you like this: when I saw that, I think Ti fucking lying. I think he went up there and just got the fucking talking. You think something happened at 17 years, 18 years old, right? You gonna hold how vocal he is. I've been around this. You gonna hold that in all them damn time. Boosie is so funny. All this damn time for 20-something years, you gonna hold that in? And it finally came out? Why why admit to that though? Why admit to that after? <laughs> like, bro, I, I bro, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. T.I., he's saying this happened in the early in his career. Right. Like. When all this was going around with the with the with the with the shit what they said he on the uh when he got busted with the guns. With the uh no the video when he was doing it for the um the video, man, the crime stopper shit. Oh yeah, yeah, no, well yeah. Well, like I said, he got busted with a bunch of guns. But I'ma tell you like this, when I saw that I... Oh my god, Boosie is freaking hilarious to me. I swear to God, he is. I swear to God, he is. All right. So, of course, of course, Mr. Tip Harris, Mr. Tip Harris had to respond to Boosie's claim. Um, I don't have the audio to that, but I'll read it here from XXL. And just for copyright reasons, I want to acknowledge um, that Boosie clip was from Vlad TV. You can locate it on YouTube. All right. So the double XL double article basically reads T.I. brings his alleged police paperwork to restaurant. He calls out Boosie for not showing up. Um, so basically T.I. wants people to know he's no snitch. He has the alleged paperwork to prove it. Um, on Friday, February 24th, um, tip showed up at his trap city cafe, which I need to, I need to check out Trap City Cafe um, in Atlanta with paperwork presumed to be police documents that prove he didn't cooperate with authorities in one of his legal cases. Quote, unquote, he says, I got some paperwork to show. Um, T.I. said in a video captured of his appearance. Um, and he goes on to say, and when you leave up out this motherfucker, 
please, let me see if I can talk like T.I., please let a motherfucker know that the paperwork was prison. And if they wasn't here, they shouldn't be saying a motherfucking thing. I've been waiting on one special invited guest. And he ain't show up. But it was somebody that had something to say about me and had to question my disposition in some of my cases. But he ain't here to see my paperwork. I just don't like for a nigga to get fly, then get shy. I'm right here in the center. So come on if you got something to say about me. If you think it is what it ain't, it ain't but one way to clear it up. Pull on up. Let me show you what you looking for. I want to see who want to see. T.I. later made it clear who is the special invited guest, um, which, of course, many people probably knew Boosie was the special invited guest. But Boosie, at the time, was at an at a Atlanta Hawks game. But, of course, Boosie could have showed up to the cafe after the game. I'm sure the cafe probably stays open at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So Boosie had time to show up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so T.I. actually goes on to say, Say, boy, you supposed to be up here at Trap City Cafe checking the paperwork and straightening your face or else you flaw, according to convict law. Ooh, I think I got the T.I. voice down pat. Okay, anyway, so as we know, Boosie opened up a can of worms when he called T.I. a rat during a recent Vlad interview, uh, which we just heard when discussing um, Tip telling a story about snitching on his dead cousin in a podcast interview from 2020. Boosie also said he scrapped their joint album due to backlash over Tip's comments. It doesn't help that there's been lingering rumors that T.I. cooperated in order to get a light sentence back in 2007 with his gun case. Um, the Atlanta rapper has been on a mission to clear his name ever since. T.I. initially called Boosie out in this Instagram response for not speaking to him before making claims on the lad. T.I. later admitted the whole snitching on his cousin's story was fake and taken out of context. But do we believe that? And what is quite odd, let me go on to say, what is quite odd about that paperwork? So I was watching academics. Mind you, like I said, I'm an older woman. However, I'm a hip-hop head, which means I keep up with the hip-hop news, you know? So one of the individuals that I do like, and some some people that have hip-hop blogs and media outlets, I kind of, they inspire me. Um, as well. So DJ Academics is a younger cat. He has a very huge following. Um, but um, usually like in the evenings, he does like a live on a live stream on Twitch, um, which also streams to YouTube. Um, on one episode, he was able to um, show a copy of the paperwork from like I said, from his cousins, and him supposedly, um, paperwork from that incident back in the early 2000s now looking at that paperwork what was crazy and what had not only myself but academics questioning is why ti's name wasn't even in the paperwork 
It was his cousin's name, and then there was a guy named Douglas something somethings. I can't remember the last name or middle name, um, but those were the only two individuals in that paperwork, and T.I. name wasn't even in the paperwork. So it's like kind of back with Boosie was stating, like, why even why even tell, like, who comes up with that type of story? Like, when T.I. said it on um, back in 2020, when he said it on his podcast, it was so believable that him saying that it was a joke now, people is like scratching their head and, and it's like, you know, kind of like, huh? Because he was so very detailed in this quote unquote satire, you know, joke that we all thought that, Hey, this was real. And now to find out that it is real, but T.I. wasn't even, even a part of this shit. It's like that baffles us even more because it's like, why even tell a story like that? Like, why even tell a story like that? Like, it just don't, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense at all. But, hey, T.I. Is, is, is now a self-proclaimed um, comedian. So maybe that was just part of him, you know, testing out some jokes um, or something of the sort, you know, testing out a bit or two. See if it works, see if people laugh. He did get maybe one or two chuckles on that podcast episode, but it was kind of like the strangest, the just the strangest thing to say. Like after, especially for somebody who, who, you know, years prior to that podcast episode, he's the same person as mentioned in this double XL article you know, have, have had to kind of fight against the public um, thought of him being a snitch because he only served like a year or so um, for that gun case, that federal gun case um, from 2007. So people have always kind of had this thought of him. We didn't really know if it's true or not. You know what I'm saying? It's just been lingering. So for you to even have a, a, a joke um, that's dealing with the same somewhat subject matter of being a snitch, like why would you even think to say that? You know, so it's, it's the strangest thing. But with this whole situation with T.I. and Boosie, hopefully these two, I don't know what Boosie in, you know, Boosie, you know, Boosie, he's a real cat. I like Boosie. He can be a little stubborn. He can say some very, very outlandish, ignorant shit. But at the same time, I respect him because he does, he stand on what he stand on. Um, So I don't know. Hopefully they will rekindle the friendship that they had. Um, if not, you know, hey, it is what it is. People go on their separate ways. You know, 
I believe um, both of them, their sons, um, Boosie's son and T.I.'s son, they are friends. I believe they're supposed to be dropping a song together as well. Um, you know, hopefully it don't fuck up the kids' friendship. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, the, the snitching conversation is crazy. I would like to know, like, how do you guys feel? Do you feel as though certain individuals should just be left um should not have to abide by the street code even though even though they may visually um represent visually and musically represent the street life um should they have to just stand by the street code and if that's the case then they should stay loyal they should keep their mouth shut you know, ain't nothing wrong with keep your mouth shut. I have people that I know that did prison time for years. Um, I have a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine did 20 years drug charges. I have um shout out to shout out to him. I won't put no names on this podcast. I have a family member who did about 14, 15 years drug charges as well. They did not rat on nobody. They could have easily, they could have easily cooperated and gave up the plugs name and information, but they did not. They took their time as men. They took it on the chin. Hey, they did the crime and they did their time down to the last motherfucking day and if you are someone who's able to do that or have done that that is to be commended because you know it does it does say you know it it does show your character you know and unfortunately for individuals who are quick to tell on somebody or tell somebody else business just like the video that got released of the YSL um, guy, YSL Woody. They say that guy, and, 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 and it was in 4K. That guy has been an informant for authorities for 11 years. He's been snitching on people in, in these Atlanta streets. Unfortunately, Young Thug had him in his clique. So, you know, hey, the ball dropped where it dropped. You know what I'm saying? But how do y'all feel about this? That's what I wanted to talk about today. This is episode 49. On my way to 50, I am still very, very proud of myself. We are going to continue. Um, like I said, as long as I don't have other things that that's much more of a priority than the podcast. I will continue to upload episodes for you guys. I appreciate everybody who tunes in and support the gal. Don't forget, you know, support me on social media. Follow the pages, straightforward, MSB. Um, hey, subscribe and follow us on streaming platforms as well. And we would greatly appreciate that. And um, until next time to the next episode, peace out.